Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go Go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the podcast. Whether you're an oldie or a newbie, I am so excited that you are here today to listen in on this super down-to-earth conversation that I had with Melissa Kohler. We are going to be sharing just day-to-day of what it's been like walking through being an entrepreneur and the different things that we've had to go through. We even share our thoughts on college here and just some ways to approach business in the new year. Now, when we are recording this, we are in the new year, but chances are by the time this hits your earbuds, we'll be a few months in. But I think that this conversation is going to apply no matter where you're at in the year, whether no matter where you're at in your business journey, this is going to really help you to press the reset button. Or if you've been kind of sitting with one toe in and one toe out, you haven't really been wanting to take that leap. You don't need to wait for January 1st to do that. You don't need to wait for a new year to do that. You can start stepping into your confidence today. And so I hope what Melissa shares with you today really resonates with you where you're at about setting some intentional goals and what that looks like for business owners and how you can actually start to make progress towards those things and what can be birthed from that. <laughs> I'm not talking about birthing a child here, but what can what can blossom from that, from you really stepping into that and claiming that as your own. So I'm super excited for you to meet Melissa, to hear this conversation. Without further ado, let's go on and dive on in. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey there, Melissa. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I would love, before we jump into our conversation today, I would love for you to just take a little bit and let my audience know who you are and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So um, my name is Melissa Kohler. I'm a mom of three and have been married for um, over 20 years. I'm just going (laughs) to leave it at that. (laughs) And I've been an entrepreneur for um, over 20 years as well. Um, And I just, I had no intention actually of being an entrepreneur it just kind of fell into my lap as sometimes things do when you are passionate about things. And I started my first business as doing handmade cards and invitations, which I loved. And through that process, um, just learned that I loved having my own business and I was new to it. So I had to learn a lot. Um, that business 
ran its course and I started another business and another and another and another. And here I am throughout that whole process. I mean, I don't know how much you want me to go into detail of all of my different businesses, because I want this to be about like how I can serve your audience. So if we need to go into any detail, we definitely can. But throughout that whole process, throughout my journey, I realized just how much I love helping other women find their voice, get confidence and understand that they can run a successful business too, if that's what they want to do. So it's been such a joy to be able to do that throughout the years. And I'm really excited that I get a chance to talk to you today and your listeners. It's very interesting because I had been through many different things trying to start a business. Well, I didn't, I didn't even know really what the end goal was. All I knew for me personally is I wanted to be at home with my kids, but I also knew I want to be able to contribute to my family. I want to, you know, set goals for myself. And I did love working, but I didn't love working under somebody else's rules. I'm very, very much like a rule breaker. And my parents will get like, they'll describe that as stubborn, but I think it's always served me really well. But, you know, sometimes you, you go through all those things and it's like, oh, you know, this one didn't work out, or maybe it didn't take off. Like I thought it was going to. And sometimes when you finally get to the thing that actually you feel very aligned with what you're doing, it's like, why couldn't I just have figured this out? You know, all these other, I didn't have to do all these other missteps, but what I think the beauty in that, and probably what you experienced too, is that all those different lessons that you learned along the way prepared you so that you really could step into this, which I'm sure you're super passionate about what you do and feel very aligned. You could step into this and really serve at your highest capacity because you've kind of gone through all those obstacles and stumbles along the way. Absolutely. I love what you just said that it definitely sums up my journey perfectly. And probably a lot of other people that have been on similar journeys is like ours. You, you start with something and you don't want to be underneath somebody else. So you want to work for yourself. Um, and it might not be the exact dream job, but it's definitely fulfilling. And you just, it's, they're like little stepping stones and they help teach you different lessons that you need to get to that end goal. And you know, I'm still growing and, and learning and changing and, and who knows, who knows what the future has in store, but I do know what I love in my heart. And I, I don't know. I think that what you said is perfect. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting too, cause I'm kind of at that place in my business too, where like things are going great. And then you start to feel these little like tugs and pulls on your heart that oh, maybe, maybe I'm supposed to tap into this a little bit more. Maybe this is just like, we're the tip of the iceberg. And like, I've seen some success in what I'm doing, but there maybe is something more out there. So, um, yeah, it's an exciting thing to go through as an entrepreneur. I mean, obviously I love the like lifestyle of it and not having to answer to anybody in particular and not having to ask anybody, Hey, is it okay if I take time off for, you know, my kids or whatever. Um, but just the personal growth in myself that I've, gone through. I'm sure that you can relate to that too, of like how it just allows you to experience things that like in your, you know, typical job that you had, like I was a teacher, I felt very good at that job. And so I don't feel like I was being challenged in, in the way that I've been challenged as an entrepreneur. I want to talk about that because I feel like so many entrepreneurs have a similar um, story with personal growth. It's something that I had no idea that I was going to even experience. And it's one of the best things that's come out of being an entrepreneur. I don't know how you feel about that, but I was not expecting the personal growth aspect of this at all. 
Um, I, I loved learning about myself, but once I really started digging into it, um, it opened up so many more doors, specifically the Enneagram. Are you an Enneagram nerd like me? Uh, three wing one. <laughs> They're three wing two. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Three wing two. Perfect. Yay. I'm a nine wing one. And okay. when I learned my Enneagram type. And um, I always say that the Enneagram found me and I feel like that's such a silly thing, but I was not searching for it at all. I love, I, you know, I love looking at all of the different personality type tests out there and, and they all serve their own purpose. But when the Enneagram came into my life and I took the test and I got the results, I was like, oh my gosh, these people are in my head. Have they been right. following me around my whole life? <laughs> so once I started diving into that more and utilizing the tools that I learned through my type and my wings and where I go in growth and where I go in stress, I realized just how much I could make this kind of like my secret weapon was as a business owner. And so I, I dove into becoming a certified Enneagram coach because I love it so much. I don't, that's not what I do, but I wanted it to be like one of those tools in my tool belt type things, because I feel like so many business people, once they understand more of that personal development and um, specifically the Enneagram, they can utilize those tools to market themselves better, to, to give themselves grace in their business. I mean, it's, it is such a huge resource, but personal development in general is huge and a beautiful blessing that I had no idea was going to come out of being an entrepreneur. For sure. I, I mean, I, some people will say to like, I felt fairly confident. I mean, I, I, I enjoy being around people, but I also need my alone time, but you know, it, in social situations, like I could talk, but the way that being an entrepreneur and how you have to like network and really put yourself out there, I was like, not even prepared for that because it takes a different skill set. It's like, like I said too, like in my day-to-day life, in my teaching job, like that was a comfort zone thing for me too. And being an entrepreneur, a lot of times pushes you outside of that. But I also think that that's a really beautiful place to be because you grow so much from that. You learn new things about yourself that maybe you didn't even realize were in there or maybe had been kind of suppressed because you're just, it wasn't really required of you. It wasn't required of you of your you know current job to do that. And then stepping into this role, you almost can blossom out of it in a really, in a really great way. I agree with you. As you're talking, it kind of learn how to do certain things or know how to do these certain things, or even teachers when you're younger, um, part of you is like, they're telling me I have to do that. I don't want to have to do that. When you are an entrepreneur, you, that you are opened up to so many different resources at your fingertips that it's like this smorgasbord of opportunities where you get to pick, I need to learn how to be a better public speaker. Okay. I'm going to dive into that or learn or hire a coach. I need to learn how to be a better marketer. I'm going to dive into that. And it's just constantly learning and growing and changing. And it's so much fun. Oh, for sure. Overwhelming, but it it is. Yes. (laughs) Well, yeah. Like I said, too, you get to tap into different things that you, you know, I think about in in my teaching job, like they would bring in different people to like teach on certain things. But, you know, sometimes I was like, oh, like not that I, again, I, I I always have learning to grow, but I'm like, oh, I could really use like this piece. Like, and I'm not really seeing that. And so I would have to go out and like do research on your own. But then it's like almost stepping into being an entrepreneur, just like even dipping your toes in this. It's like, I didn't even know that I could learn about this, like the Enneagram or anything. And like, now I get an opportunity to go in, like binge all of this person's stuff or take this course here. And it's, 
you know, the way I like to look at it too, sometimes, because I think college is like insanely overpriced, but I'm like, for a fraction of the cost, you get to pour into yourself in ways that you might not have ever even known were out there. And it's just a really cool thing to be able to do. Yes. You're so right. I agree with college. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't graduate college. I went to college. I changed my majors. I can't, I I'm embarrassed to tell you how many times I've changed my major, but so I, and I was paying for it on my own. And so I was like, well, if I can't figure out my, figure this out, I better not do it because I don't want to keep paying for it. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, that kind of it played a mind game with me for a while. Cause I thought, well, I don't have a degree. No, one's going to listen to me. I don't, I had that imposter syndrome going on for a, a long time. And it wasn't until I realized, uh, you probably have a lot more hours and experience in education in so many different realms. You just don't have a certificate for it. I don't know. So many people put that um, or even get their college degree and they don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you're right. College has changed. It's changed. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, my husband and I were just kind of sitting down kind of thinking about, okay, like we want to start, you know, putting money aside for our kids. And we were looking into some different options. And one of the ones was for like a co- college savings thing. And, but they had stipulations on like, this is to be used for college. And I don't like, obviously I want my my kids to succeed and to do well, but I don't know if college is going to be the answer for them. Maybe they want to, you know, go into a trade or maybe they want to start a business and who knows where we're going to be as far as, you know, like the digital space is only growing. And so the opportunities for them to be able to do that, you know, are there. And so I was like, I want to be able to give them something, but I don't want them to feel like if college isn't for them, or maybe it's not for them right now or whatever, that they have to feel like they have to fit inside that box, because that was, that was me. I feel like, obviously I loved teaching. I loved working with kids, but I felt like I was kind of going through and just checking the boxes because there was no, like, there was no way my parents were going to be okay with me just like figuring it out. You know, I had to do that. And then I had to get the job and had to do all these things that everybody said, you know, this is the way to do it. And I just don't want to put that pressure on my kids and it might not be for them. And that's, that's okay. I, we're in the exact same boat. We have three kids and we're, you know, we, every year you have to go through, okay, where do we want to put our money? And it's that, I don't remember what it's called, but the college, Mm -hmm. the college fund. And both my husband and I are in the same mindset that you just said. It's, it's interesting how it is shifted, right? Like our kids have so many more, I think, I don't want to say opportunities because that's not the right word. But when, when I was growing up, college was like pounded into me. You need to go. That's the way you're going to be successful. But now with what is it? It's the fourth industrial revolution. And our children are a part of that. If we give them that space to be able to grow and learn in a trade as an entrepreneur, going to college, whatever, whatever serves them. That's the key, but you're right. Like, instead of checking it off, you want to help, like help them to be more, um, I guess, inspired or want to really love to go versus Mm -hmm. my parents told me I have to go. And I have this fund that I'm only allowed to use to cord towards college. I don't know. It's, it's a tricky world. It's a tricky world that our kids are going to grow up. I know. It's like, I got myself into this and I'm like, wait, I don't know if I (laughs) I mean, obviously I love my kids, but it is, right. it's a, it's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because it's like, they have, I feel like they have so many opportunities and a chance to be able to explore those different sides of themselves that, you know, might have 
you know, even when I was growing up might've just been like hindered, like, oh, you know, like you're super creative or you're a little stubborn or you like to go against the grain. Like that's those things. Like we shy away from those things. We don't want to do it. And I want to be able to allow, um, my kids to be able to, to you, if those are their gifts and their talents, I want them to be able to use them to what's going to serve them best in life. And not just because they're going to make mom and dad proud by getting that degree and holding it up at the end. And, you know, like, like you mentioned too, some kids, like they get the degree and then it's, it's the degree it's there, but right. you know, they might not even do anything. I want to shift gears just a little bit. Cause I want to get a chance to talk about, you know, what you do with the women that you serve. Um, I know you touched on it briefly in your, um, intro, but if, if, where is the woman at coming to you when they are reaching out saying they, they might need your support? What is she kind of going through? Does she not have the business yet? Or does she have the business? Where is she at along the path? She's in all different walks of her business, different seasons. I would say the majority are towards the beginning stage though, um, where they've either have that idea and have been sitting on that idea for a long time. And they're like, all right, now it's time to do something. Cause I don't know. Do you know the, st- the stats from last year where everybody was leaving their jobs and basically wanting to be at home? I don't, I mean, it's, it's definitely, I feel like it's definitely higher than 50% of of people are the great resignation, right? Yeah, you're right. Like it's, it's a really large number. And so the people that have been sitting on those ideas are now like, all right, I'm ready to do something with these, but I don't know what to do. I'm scared. I mean, it feels very overwhelming with learning how to do social media and marketing and, you know, all of the things that are involved with just starting a business. And then there are those that started a business and then have just kind of had like one toe in, well, just a little bit because Mm -hmm. I know enough, I know enough to get by, but I'm not getting the results that I necessarily want. So though I would say those two types of people are the majority of who comes to me. And then there, there are some that have been in business for a while and just need a little bit of uh, outside perspective to come in with fresh eyes and say, what what can I be doing better? What can I be doing differently? And um, so prior, so right now I have a course called The Profit Plan and it's an online resource for creative entrepreneurs. Actually, the, the blush pages in general is an online resource. So I have a community and then I have the course. So just depending on where you want to be, um, that's what you can decide works best for you. But prior to creating that, I worked one-on-one with people. So I'd sit down with them in very intimate settings and we would dissect their business. And as you can imagine, that's pretty time consuming. It was wonderful, but it's time consuming. And I thought, well, I have three kids and I'm running multiple businesses. I wanna be able to reach more people. How can I do that? So I took everything that I normally did as a one-on-one client and put that into my online course and that it's self-paced. So hopefully anybody that goes through that will come out at the very end with more direction, more clarity, um, more revenue uh, and more confidence. So that's the big thing is I want you to be confident in knowing that you really do have the skills that you need if you are open to learning them and willing to take that chance on yourself. Right. So I was, my next question was going to be like, what do you, what do you see being that, that biggest struggle? Is it the confidence to really kind of step in into that and kind of own that as, as they're embarking on this new journey? 
I would say yes. A majority of people is yes, because there's really no like owner's manual to being an entrepreneur and everybody's business looks different. And so it's hard to model what you're doing off of somebody else because somebody else's business looks totally different. So it's knowing where to start. Like, am I doing this right? Um, so many people want to be able to check those boxes, right? Okay. Yep. I did the marketing. Yep. I got the website. I, I did my messaging. I have my business cards. Why is nobody coming to me? Well, there's lots of reasons for that, but so people just don't know, they don't know how to start and if they're doing it right. And that really just comes down with confidence of yourself and the knowledge that you need to have and learn. Right. So, um, I know when we initially, we planned on recording this a little bit back and then we had to reschedule. And so this was kind of geared towards the new year, but I still think it's going to be relevant to, you know, I don't think that you need like a new year to start anything or to, you know, do a reset or anything. Obviously that's the time when a lot of people do it because it's just that mode of everybody gets into, okay, new year, new goals, new me, all that stuff. Um, but what are some things that you think like as they're starting this new year in their business, what are some things that they need to maybe keep in their toolbox that are going to help them? So it's not just, you know, like this new year's resolution where it lasts for a couple of days and then it's like, okay, I fell off the train. I'm not doing what I said I was out to do. How can they kind of maybe hold on to that? Or if they're at that place where like, I'm ready to, to start new, to hit the ground running. Is there anything that you would say that would kind of help them guide them through that? There's a couple of things. Um, the first being, and, and you can probably relate to this, is most creative entrepreneurs have a million ideas and they want to then execute those million ideas. And when that doesn't happen, it becomes frustrating. And you can sometimes then go like, oh, well, now, now what? I had all these ideas, now what? Um, I certainly relate to that. And so what I've had to do and what I help other people learn how to do is really narrow it down to three things that you wanna work on. And that is hard. Like it's hard and I'm not gonna say that it's gonna be easy. Some people, it might be easy. Oh, yep, I've got all these three these three things. For me, I it's hard because I come up with new ideas, it seems like every day. And so I've got to hone myself in. And um, this is also another thing. Have, some, have someone you trust that can hold you accountable to the, to the things like this that I'm going to say. So have someone that you can trust to hold you accountable to those three ideas and so when you start to get excited and squirrely, instead of saying, oh my goodness, yes, let's do this, have that person say, nope, it's not part of your three ideas. And then you have maybe a journal or something, write those down for another day because they, you know, they can, they'll be there. They'll be there mm -hmm. or they might change. And then looking at your current business as it is, maybe with those three ideas, maybe not, but looking at your current business as it is and and then forecasting six months to a year into the future. And sometimes that feels a little scary and hard for people because they're like, but I don't know what I want. Mm -hmm. I just know that I need to make $5,000 a month. Um, okay, that's fantastic. You do know what you want, but how are we going to get to that $5,000? And breaking it down, a lot of people, I don't know if you, if you know, if you have heard of people doing this or know people that have a hard time writing down their goals because they're afraid that if they do that and then they don't um, finish them or succeed, 
that they're a failure. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to write them down. They'd rather keep them in their head because it's safer there. And I, mm-hmm. I totally get that. But there is something psychological about getting pen to paper with your goals. And even if it's one goal, you don't have to have three or five. Pick one, write it out, put it on a sticky note, stick it on your computer if that's where you normally hang out or put it on your, your bathroom mirror. And everything that you do daily is something that's going to get you closer to that goal. So if your main goal is to be able to stay home with your kids, what will that take? I mean, you're going to probably going to need to bring in some finances. So how, how much, I mean, yes, you want a successful business, but realistically, how much do you need? I don't know. And write that down. And then what product or service do you offer? Write down how much that costs. How many, how much of that product or service will you have to sell per month or per week in order to get you closer to that goal? Do you need to reevaluate your pricing? I don't know. Do you need to offer another product in order to get you closer? Maybe you have to take those hard looks at, at, at your goals and really put pen to paper and do them. Like mm-hmm. that's, and that's the hard part is like the doing we can right. dream, write things <laughs> down. It's the doing. Right. So, um, to answer your question, I would pick three things to work on, get an ap- accountability person in your life. Um, and then goal it's goal cast and then pick small little steps that you can make every day to get closer to that big goal. Mm-hmm. That, that feels like a giant like umbrella of things, but it really is that, that start there. No, it's so good. And so many things like I was even, I I've spoken on this too. I remember I do like to write down goals of like, okay, this is what I want to achieve this month or whatever. But like the bigger vision for me has always been hard. Um, because sometimes I even find myself being like, well, I achieved what I set out to do. This was even when I was transitioning from, so I was a teacher and then I started freelancing so that I could, you know, come home and and make that money. And, you know, I was supporting other business owners and then I got a year in and my business was really successful and I had replaced my income. And I, I was like, I did it. I did all the things I'm home with my kids. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing something I'm really passionate about. I'm really good at it. And then I still felt this like, but wait, is there more? And then it's like, what, what would I want, you know, it to look like? And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of want it to look like this. So it's really hard. But when I actually sat down and did that, even when I wrote down some of those like bigger vision goals, I wrote them down. I remember like writing them down. Cause I'm very much when you were saying like pen to paper, I, I'm, I try to get into the digital space on my planners. And it's like, I just, <laughs> I can't, I do it for like my team and like for people for scheduling purposes, but I'm like, I got to look at my paper planner first to tell you where I'm going to be or what I'm doing. But um, I wrote down these big, big lofty goals that I'm like, this is going to take me years to complete, but I'm doing it. I'm going to like put, I'm going to do what they tell me to do and I'm going to dream big. And not even a year later, I pulled that journal out and I was like, like how I've accomplished more than half of them. And I didn't even like, it wasn't just accomplishing them for the sake of accomplishing them, but you know, just even looking back and thinking, look at how far I've come to that to me is even more powerful than just being like, okay, I crossed off the list. It's like, wow. Like, even though sometimes in the moment you might not feel like you're making a ton of progress when you can have those journals or have those things that you can refer back to and be like, this is where I, you know, this is what I was working for not even a year ago and look at how far I've come or even just how much more confident I feel about myself or, you know, where my business is. That's, I think that's a really cool process 
to, to see, uncover and to look back to, because sometimes you think, oh, I'm not there yet, or I haven't accomplished this, this, and this. It's like, but look at what you have and look at where you've come from too. So we always, I think we always will get into that cycle as an entrepreneur. Well, I haven't achieved this yet, but I, you know, I'm discrediting all the stuff that I have. And did that give you some confidence in yourself when you went back and looked at that and saw how much you had actually achieved? Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's do that. Yes. <laughs> but that's that again, that's that Enneagram and me where I'm like, I have to, I have to slow down too. Cause I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's hit the next goal. Let's do this. Let's set this big goal. But it, I felt like it was a big breakthrough for me because for so long it was like, don't, don't dream outside of your means type thing where I was like, I just accomplished what I you know set out to initially accomplish. And I don't, but then when you allow yourself to dream bigger, it's like, Oh, okay. Like what else, you know, it's not just dreaming this for the sake of me and like for my own self gratification, it's like, who else can I impact and what will that impact do? And, you know, if my business does grow, oh, I can grow my team and I can bring more people on and, and how's that going to impact their families? And so um, that was a cool place to kind of get to, too, and to see it's all come full circle. I love that. And one other thing, like so many people are afraid to dream big. I feel like we put these like limits on ourselves mm-hmm. to dream big. It's okay. I mean, you don't have to share this, this paper, this journal with anyone else except for you. And if you want to put something really big on there, you should do that. Like, don't be afraid to do that. Like who's telling, like, I don't know what, I think women, women, Mm -hmm. we do this to ourselves. (laughs) Who told us that that one dream was too big or it was too self-serving or whatever it was like, why are we putting these negative Nancy voices in our head? Put it down on the paper. Mm-hmm. I think we should do that. Like, don't be afraid to put that big darn dream on the paper. Makes yeah. I think you'd be, <laughs> I think actually when you do it, you'll be surprised at like almost just for me too. I kind of start, like, I'll almost put it in that present tense of like, this is, you know, um, this has ha- already happened. And then I'm like, okay, I love that. If this, is, if this has happened, how am I going to start acting? How am I going to start putting, you know, like what kind of confidence am I going to bring about myself too? So that's, that's been super helpful for me. Oh, I like, I like that wording. This is, this has already happened or Mm -hmm. this is happening. Yes. Love it. Well, very cool, Melissa. I have just, I love this conversation. I love how you kind of just let me just like, let it flow where it may. Cause I feel like that's where all the little nuggets end up coming out of this conversation. Yeah. So I would love for you to share more about where my listeners can come connect with you, where they can learn more about what you have to offer and what you do share all the good stuff. My favorite place to hang out is on Instagram and my handle is at M Kohler and it's K-O-E-H-L-E-R and on my website at melissacohler.net. Those are my two favorite places. Perfect. Awesome. Well, again, I thank you so much for blessing my audience and I'm looking forward to them hearing this. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.